Broadcasting live through Loot of the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the forsaken lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one constant. We are all going to die. Fellas, welcome. Good to have you back for was the seventh episode, eighth episode, something like that. How are you guys doing? Dude, Elon Musk buys Twitter and we get our fucking hundreds back. Like, let's fucking go. And some more emojis. We got thumbs up, thumbs down. Like, I'm fucking stoked. Also, by the way, King, you are no longer allowed to criticize anybody for fucking dropping while we're live because you waited till like five minutes before our show to drop a new thing from <laughs> Merlin, which by the way made me like almost kind of late and I, i'm pretty sure probably made other people late um you didn't give people time to watch it man before this what the fuck look uh i yes <laughs> <laughs> you have no excuse <laughs> Let's go. Look, it's a thing. Look, okay, yeah. There's new, there's new, uh, uh, Offling and Merlin and Julian content. Go enjoy it after the show. If you're listening to this recorded, go, go enjoy it now. We don't need to cover it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Just, just want to let you people know there is glorious new content. Um, uh, uh, some, some very good fun stuff. Um, but we've got a lot to cover this episode, so shall we? Anything you guys want to just say before we dive into things? Let's, let's hop right into it. All right, cool. So, mainline adventure. We've had some pretty cool things happen. So, the war for the church, the Battle of the Burning Church, our, our divisive war that saw 150 uh, Wagdai lose their life. Um, has concluded, or it concluded uh, before the end of last week's episode, but the uh, big revelation was that the members of the encampment of her light were trapped um, after the fight. Uh, they were, uh, the, the members of the bulwark, the people who fought for the serpent, were free to come and go as they pleased with the staking, um, but everybody who was in the encampment was trapped, and uh, the bulwark using their new bands of the bulwark tokens were granted an exclusive vote to decide their fate, um, whether the members of the uh, followers of Agora were going to be spared or slaughtered. And my God, this was by far the most divisive um, uh, uh, vote that we've ever seen in conclusion. It was tied like for a majority of the duration closing out with uh, the encampment being spared surprisingly um, by a small margin of only eight votes. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Like uh, was it just mercy on the, on the, on the side of the victors? Was it good pleading from <laughs> the losers? What do you think caused such like division within the community and ultimately led to the sparing of the, uh, the, the, the forces of the encampment? Shout out to Fanunculus. Cause I think she was, she was doing a lot of pleading and uh, I, I guess the one out at the end. I, you know, her silence, her silence and poof, I think had most had most of the prisoners uh, locked in the encampment. 
and Poof, Poof wanted out, but you know her silence was kind of fine with with finding their fate and death. Um, something that was cool was Council of Six was he was giving out wag die to anyone who voted for slaughter, whether you had one one uh, bulwark token or or more than that. So I I was pretty tempted myself to just like you know cast my one vote. It barely makes a difference and get in a free wag die, but I couldn't bring myself to. I'm very, I'm personally very pleased with the outcome. I think uh, let's get these wag die circulated back into their owners and see what happens with them and their story. I am, I am just a pinch dismayed we didn't get an extra 50 burns. We are so close to 10% of the whole collection gone that it's like, oh, we're almost there. <laughs> like, I can, I can, I can taste it. It's on my tongue. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, more medallions and bands were distributed. Uh, the full supply from the whole war is now in circulation. Uh, we also have, uh, the full casualties list has been revealed. Um, we've gone ahead and added that to the wiki along with, uh, links to all of the characters. Um, still waiting for less than half of them. Um, just because we need some better searching functionality for character names, um, but, uh, that will be completed in due time and you'll be able to see who killed who and on all of those details, um, as well as the dead are like kind of permanently sitting, uh, in the, in the bulwark and the, uh, the encampment now kind of forever by way of the, the by nature of how the staking mechanic works there, those piles of dead are just always there. Um, and then I guess the big uh maybe maybe you guys knew this was coming i but the church is transformed um we got uh some awesome artwork uh dropped of roots uh, bursting from the ground and tangling the church um and uh and, and twisting it and all this nature sort of like rising up around it um and then today we got another little video um showcasing the the statue of the serpent is now in place where the statue of Agora once was, and the church is completely transformed. Um, there's there's a lot of nature around. Um, it's kind of like fully overgrown, and it's got a very different vibe. And just as well, I'll throw this out for my boy John, uh, the devs love using the dirge of Wagdai, so uh, I'm really happy to hear that was back in play. Um, but guys, now that the serpent has completely taken over the church of her, uh, what do you think happens to the story now? What does this place become? Um, and will we see a difference in the way that the community treats the church um, as opposed to how they did when, you know, we, we did this, the sacrificial burns and, um, you know, kind of left it for several months after that? I will have to say, before we knew the war was happening, I always thought, you know, that when we, every single time that the return to church, return to church thing was happening, and we, and ever since we got like word that, you know, the serpent was underneath or whatever, I always, you know, knowing our quest that we have um, of recharging the compass and we have the molten heart, we need a serpent scale, you know, as well as the zoestone. Um, I was like, well, we got to return to the church because we got to go and we got to start finding out more about these, you know, the worm and, and, and whatnot and get underneath the church. So I'm kind of excited that this is the transformation and this is there. Like, I still think that um, 
you know, obviously we need that serpent scale. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of one of those people, like I want to complete our quest, <laughs> you know, and I'm down to see some more tokens. I'm down to see where that, where that goes. Um, and I'm excited to see how that works. So I'm pretty, yeah, all around just excited for it. Yeah. I think we're, uh, we got to go beneath the church. I think that's what it's always been. If you, I, I was watching the video. There seems to be a darker patch of dirt right in front of the serpent statue. I don't know if it's supposed to resemble a hole or whatever, but I was also curious too, you know, for the, I think one of the bigger art reveals of the project was when they put out that, uh, the photo of PU and she was kind of splayed across the primordial lands. The, Roots growing up and overtaking the church. It seemed to have the same aesthetic vibe as that one. So it makes sense to me it's the same artist. This one is more interesting because it, it looks, it feels like a, a meld between the two. Like there's some of that, but it, as if it was almost pixelated to match the original pixelation of the serpent. Um, pretty cool image. Right on. Yeah, I mean, it was, that, that's pretty much it for the story for this week. I think that catches everybody up. We had a couple new wiki entries. Um, if you're looking to get caught up on the Wagdai storyline, uh, definitely go to wagdai.wiki. There's a full like story synopsis if you've got like five, ten minutes and you just want to catch up real quick. And then there's like detailed chapter sections if you want to learn all the nitty gritty of every little motion that's happened in the storyline. But um, that's kind of where we're at. The church is transformed. Um, the, the serpent is in power. Uh, and uh, the world has opened up to us once again in a very new way. Mechanically, um, there's been some quite important and big revelations this week. Uh, Wolf, I'll, I'll, I'll get you to go over a lot of them, but the biggest one is that staking to all the locations within the Forsaken Lands is now available to all players. So you can send your character um, anywhere in the map right now. Uh, I, people have been sending them to places. There's uh, Some members have been sending a lot of characters to certain places, um, but it seems to be, you know... Right now, it's just the mechanic is opened, and uh, it's it's kind of up to the community to do what you do. I'm, guys, do, do you have any like quick thoughts on like what this means in the immediate future? I think we can all speculate rampantly about what's to come with it. Um, we've already heard previews from keepers of Wagdai that uh, they'll be adding more specific location-based chats, and we've already kind of presumed that. But um, what do you think the uh, staking at locations means in the immediate future for people who do it. One, I just, I definitely want to shout out Prince and Brennan again for wagdie.world slash pilgrims, because, you know, obviously once we're staked, it is so nice to just be able to pull that up. Like I, I, I just, I have it up in front of me right now to kind of like see where everybody's staking, um, you know, and, and, uh, I, I don't, there's tons of possibilities with this. I mean, the first, our introduction to this location staking, right, was, was this war and choosing both sides, but now we're kind of opened up and we're able to choose a bunch of locations. How are they going to handle this? Um, You know, in the immediate future, I, I don't know. I, you know, you and I speculated early on when location staking was announced, like, well, we need to protect uh, the stalwart, you know? Um, especially now with Rita and Gregor and everybody else gone. Um, 
and then, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, you've also talked about too the possibility of um, NPCs traveling around uh, various locations. And one, for instance, you know, the wound, um, artificial gods supposed to be, you know, there, nobody's supposed to be able to go to the wound without, you know, facing immediate death from the artificial gods. So I'm wondering if we're going to see that take place. Um, I know I've been obnoxious about that. I don't know, Josiah, is there anything you think in the immediate future that we're going to see with these locations? No, there's nothing, nothing in the immediate future. I, I feel like that the community's <laughs> taking it upon themselves to kind of build their stories from it. You know, obviously I was, Brennan is massing his, he, he brought everyone into the Coven Slayer and who knows what, what stuff they're brewing there. Maybe it, it really is just a crude decrepit party, but, and obviously we just saw more recently how Merlin and King are putting yourselves in the Crow's Den. So I feel like the community is definitely doing more than what the, the devs might have planned for it in the immediate future. It's fun to see, you know, uh, Chimera, of course, staked his one out of one, uh, PU in Sacrifice of PU, so very appropriate. And I don't, it looks like um, PB, PB Johnny's character. I think that's him. I don't know, it's Zoomer. Maybe it's someone else. He, he's just chilling in the grand elevator. <laughs> the first follower of Zoe, not sure. But yeah, I, I think the community is having fun with it. So that's cool to see. Yeah, actually, I mean, if you go to wagdie.world slash pilgrims, like right now, you can you can get start to get a real picture of like what's going on with all the characters in the story. Um, like I've been I've been kind of watching this pretty steadily. And there's a lot of characters that are, you know, trait specific individuals who are going kind of where they belong, that kind of thing. Some people have been using it for quick LARPs. Um, but I've also seen like, you know, uh, there's there's Merlin and Offling are at Crow's Den. Uh, <laughs> somebody has died there. Uh, but but I've also seen one of the crows left there right before it happened and headed to the Putrid Forest. I did not notice that until now. But there's lots of little small stories that I think are going to come out of this uh, until the next like big mechanical intervention uh, comes about uh, and we'll get into community stuff and the uh, and, and more of that community tales real quick um, but first just want to cover the rest of the mechanic stuff wolf you and and oxg were kind of working together on new things within the discord uh, and the sub using the subgraph did you want to cover all of that yeah real quickly and i mean it's definitely most uh, all the credit goes to oxg really like i you know he just he volunteered for these things and i was like fuck it do it like i i've always ever since i think uh azuki was probably one of the first projects i went into where it was like no collab no vulcan and they were using their own website like in their own bot custom bot to to uh upgrade your roles or do or verify your roles and i was just that little tiny feature like blew me away and i'm and i was surprised that like the biggest, you know, biggest, baddest people in, in the space, like, you know, Yuga, et cetera. Why aren't they doing this? You know, I just, that little tiny, little tiny details, little things like that impressed me. Um, and uh, so f there's that, that side of it where I nerd out about it. But on the other hand, it was a needed feature because since we are location staking and fateofwagdai.world, uh, fateofwagdai.com um, and, you know, and, and obviously Wagdai.world, like it, 
tracks where your locations are going, but you're, you're losing your, you're not, you know, not permanently unless you choose to enter an event where you can die, but you're, you're essentially transferring your NFT to another location. And so your roles were being lost in discord. And now because of OXG with this feature, it's going off of the subgraph and it's linking things the same way Fade Wagdai um, is. Now you're able to maintain your roles regardless of where you go in your location. So we're kind of syncing everything up together um, and we're able to play with these mechanics without sacrificing, you know, other tools and resources. And another thing, you know, I know is in the works and the keepers are working on is right now, if we were to do a snapshot vote, it would be based on the assets in your wallet. So if you location staked, you would be losing voting power. However, they're, you know, we ha- we're not pushing any votes live right now. And we're waiting because they're going to update this as well to operate the same way that OXG has got it with our roles going off of the subgraph. So whatever you own, regardless of location staking status, is, you're going to be able to vote. You'll, you'll be able to maintain your roles. Um, other things he added was exclamation point locations in the discord brings up the ability to check and see all the different locations and how many are staked there obviously it's not as in-depth as wagday.world pilgrims where you're not going to see all the pictures and everything else but you can just see the numbers and you can see how many are there and it's kind of cool um and uh he also added a really neat feature where if you type in character slash the number so if your character six or your character 2000 you know it's um six would just be the six you don't need to do zero 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 six and two thousand you would do two zero 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 etc anyways or let's just say one two three four that makes it easy um it will pop up their image from fatalwagdai.com your character sheet with your name and it also will drop part of your bio it cuts off after a certain point so Anyways, just a lot of really cool mechanics and features linking everything together, um, you know, with the with the mechanics that we have with with our discord, bring it all together. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Right. On. Yeah, that along with um, the first off, big shout out to OXG. All of that is super necessary at this stage in the project like with the staking we need an ability to authenticate via uh, on discord and um for people who want to batch stake oh there's another command uh exclamation mark uh, batch stake will also give you clear instructions on how to uh, uh batch stake your wagdai straight from contract um do recommend using fate of though um user beware whatever uh but we've also got some new per sort uh, per user sorting available uh, in the in the Pilgrims website. So there's a lot of like community tech and mechanics that have kind of come um, as a direct response from like the devs do one thing and the community does like five things and follow up. Um, so really, really great to see all that. Yeah, I you know I bitch a lot about you guys turning the library into some dev whorehouse. But just to, you know, see how, how far we've come. When they first revealed the character sheets, I think this was close to the festival tournament. What, what I was doing was, you know, I was encouraging everyone to take the link of their character, post it in the LARP. Then I would go and screenshot it and then go into Discord me 6 bot and upload it with the command hashtag character. And just to see now that we have, you know, something that can just pull it straight up and, you know, have all that information without so much manual labor it's, it's just really cool to see how we've progressed there by the way 
Another thing that he added last week, and I think I talked about, is he implemented um, a burn tracker, and it just fired off for the first time today um, at 4:53. So that that might have been when Merlin and uh, King were, you know, going through the crows then. And I just noticed it right now. This is the first one to pop up, but uh, that that's another additional thing that he has, and he has it on a delay. Um, so it never rate limits uh, Discord's API like when we have a big, massive burn event. So essentially, I'm, I'm very much excited when we have one to just to see that huge dump, you know, and it's going to be done in a way where it won't um, time out the bot. So Right on. Well, uh, we're about to step into... Oh, for, first off, everybody, if you're not in the Discord, if you're listening to this and somehow you're not in the Discord, discord.gg slash wagdie um, to play around with all these functionalities and if you're in the discord already make sure you head to wagdie.net and uh use the discord authentication there it uh very safe you can regard we all we've all we all used it um we're now diving into the big fun community section uh fate good to see you did you happen to catch the dark blade guild spaces uh, uh the other day um Unfortunately, no, I didn't. Um, I was dealing with some anxiety issues, uh, but I caught the tail end of it, um, and it was, uh, you know, it, it seemed that Julian got his eye gouged out, and I love to see that. I mean, I love Julian to death, but I also hate him. Uh, so, you know, seeing a little eye gouging action was uh, was satisfactory for me. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> brutal um but yes that's uh that's true dark blade guild uh had a spaces was it was that yesterday or, or sunday um where julian uh who's been in their captivity for a little while now uh was brought to ceremonial t- uh, torture is that a thing um he was covered in uh guts and crows were left to peck out his eyes uh, he was then had his character has a metadata update. His eye is gone on that profile picture. Um, the, uh, the the trait data is all still the same, but uh, he's missing an eye and he's got some scratches on his jaw. Um, and that's a permanent change. Uh, on top of that, uh, the Darkblade Guild Lost Cowboy has received a new one of one token of Concord. Um, the Eye of Julian which uh, I did that I did not expect to happen at all. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. On one side, uh, people know I love Julian. Uh, I'll do anything for that fool. Uh, but uh, I'm also kind of thrilled because it puts us one step closer to the 30 tokens necessary to, <laughs> to reach the uh, con- uh, searing of the Concords. So um, that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. I will say real quick too, what I was nerding out about is I was playing around and, um, and, you know, with linking, you know, the 17, cause we have both, the, we had both the detreaties. We have um, all their traits that match that book that Josiah put together. And then we have a whole four uh, whopping four tokens of Concord for detreaty of the swamp, which um, for covenant of detreaty. And, you know, that's the, the, the cauldron, the toad, the witch's brush, and the one-of-one one skull. And on the Darkblade side, all we had was the talent. But now 
if you go to Tokens of Concord and you look under the Dark Blade section, they have two, which is the other one is Julian's Eye. So they have a one on one to kind of match up with the skull of Detreaty, which kind of, you know, helped my OCD a little and also just giving, you know, some more <laughs> tokens to the crows. So, and they have their crow talent, which I thought was pretty cool. So I, th- I thought that was pretty exciting to see that I just happened to be noticing and kind of linking and on, you know, playing around with those things on the back end and like, looking at them and then now this happens and now there's two i'm like oh cool oh that's actually a fun idea like if if um i, I can't say concord of research because that's not actually a concord right but if which which one is that we have We're, field notes or what field notes are the stalwart, stalwart researchers if stalwart uh, researchers the had a... bones the glutton bones in the soup i don't think those that are collections tied with pu yeah yeah, I don't think they ever that ever got a conquer, but it was supposed to. Uh, and uh, the glutton bones in the soup belong—they uh, belong to the ancient reflections, which is a group that we haven't, that hasn't really emerged. Um, Paiu connected with um, the powers of the ancients, which are a force that predate the the two. Um, that energy is what turned her into one of the 17, gave her her powers, and she created the primordial lands within her mind after that. Um, The ancient reflections are the concord uh, of that power, Um, but we have, although we have their tokens, we don't know anything really about them. Yeah, Yeah, so, go ahead, go ahead, Wolf. Oh, I was just going to say, there's there's a couple, like, there's some, the, the more obvious ones, obviously, is, like, we have Yuria, and then we have the, um, all the traits that match with her, then we have the Furies um, tokens, and there's four, you know, Molten Heart, Molten Talisman, Raptor's Tooth, and uh, Obsidian Blade, and then there's obviously the, the Grand Jester, um, you know, that Concord as well has uh, the Noxian Brew, the Dice, and um, fuck, the Wand um as as well as the fool's cap so it has four and that could also you could tie those with that with the the nameless charter and then those traits like i just in i don't know it's just a way that i've been playing with things in the back end of my mind and kind of grouping them together because what i like about it is that it gives different levels and layers to entry if you were really aligned with like you know on the high end only one person could own this one-on-one right but then there's these traits they kind of match with that and you could kind of feel part of that. And then there's also these tokens and also there's varying levels of rarity within those tokens. And some of them are harder to get than others or you had to, you know, do other, et cetera. So like, I just, I kind of like that there's these different layers and levels. If you were really feeling aligned with one kind of like faction or group that all these things are grouped under. What I think is the coolest thing about it is that like, this is the first time we've seen, a token relative to a Concord that exists being generated, not from like the, the game itself so much, but the, the guild itself, you know, they've done something uh, and a, a new token has been created in response. We've seen tokens being created in response to things before, but this is like, mixed in with community lore in a crazy way that like hasn't really uh ever happened before so it's a pretty monumental event um i'm curious what that imply the implications are um i also really like um 
you know, I, Wolf, I know you try and like you're sorting everything, and I have a similar problems uh, sorting everything with the wiki. It's like, you know, I kind of group some by by their uh, Concord, but some of them are by method, and like it's a little bit mishmashy the way I go about it. But I like the imbalance of it all. You know, the world is not even. And it's representative of the actions that happen within the Forsaken Lands. And it, it just makes it feel more alive when it's not like, okay, everybody has four tokens of Concord, including one one of one, uh, one rare one. And, you know, it's just like way more fun and fluid and like chaotic that way. And I kind of really enjoy that. I, I, yeah. I agree, King. I think, um, uh, well, Wagdai Weekly, King, uh, I don't know what to call you right by, by right now. Um, but I think that some of the implications um, of both uh, to uh, guild generated or event generated tokens and also our uh, location staking is that um, I hope to see in the future uh, or in the near future that, you know, whether you're actively uh, being a member of WAGDI or maybe you're a bit more passive. Um, as long as you stake uh, in a certain location, that might also generate uh, a certain type of token for you. And that would be kind of a utility, a utility token um, where, you know, if, for instance, you're in the um, <clears throat> in, in Peas land, you're maybe in your stake there. Maybe you're only generating a certain type of token that can be redeemable for, you know, uh, another glutton soup. Uh, right, because as as we get closer to the searing event, uh, and more and more of us need thirty tokens, uh, for each searing event, I think that would be a kind of a a cool way, you know, in in the case that you're not able to sometimes be as an active participant, that if you just oh, just, also think, yeah. yeah, yeah, just to be clear, um, in case I, I don't think you're confused on this, but just to, in case it causes confusion, because I. So you don't need to hold 30 to sear. We just need to find 30 different types, which we're now at 27 King. Yeah. It's a community thing. Like as the community collectively discovers and unlocks um, 30 tokens, we're going to be uh, re-invited to the catacombs by she who smells. The moth is going to return uh, and give us a, a, a ride, hopefully <laughs> uh, to the catacombs. And we'll uh, we'll we'll learn about how searing tokens work also, there. I just want to say real quick before we switch topics to call back to something what you were saying, King is I know like obviously for I think for people like you, I think that you you know I don't you don't want to like you know you don't need those guide rails or things to be so defined and you enjoy the openness. But the way like the way I'm grouping things, I think is going to help. The way I do that to help newer people and I but I also remind them that, that like, let's say I group these things. And as we saw, the two did a great job of this. Just because you're wearing a certain armor doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be aligned with that thing. Right. You could have stolen that armor or you could just it could be unrelated. Right. Like there could be a, like or you could be like you could wear it in allegiance to something. You could also wear it in defiance to or just indifference to. Um, I, I like to group these things because I think there are some people out there who will appreciate and, and they, I think people are naturally pretty tribal and like they like factions and they like to think of things that way. And some, some people need help that way. I know you're very good at like, you could just create 
you know, without that. And you prefer to color out the lines. But for people who I think enjoy, you know, need that those guidelines or prefer to stick to the lines, like I like to offer some certain ways for them to think about and group things anyways. Yeah. No, I I actually really appreciate what you've been doing with the the structure thing lately. Because again, yeah, you're right. Everybody does approach this thing from a from a different perspective. Um, we have received a correction uh, from the Discord chat. Uh, the molten talisman is actually the first uh, community generated uh, token of Concord. So, uh, big 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 ups there. <laughs> you got our got oh, to pay right, respect yeah. to the history. Um, but it's funny, Wolf, you mentioned stolen armor, which provides a pretty good segue uh, to another little storyline that has kind of emerged. Sovin the Silent has accused, uh, had provided a, a puzzle recently. Uh, Josiah, you were the one who solved it, um, which led to uh, Ultim Legalo, which was uh, one of my uh, uh, Wagdai characters. Um, they have been accused of murder and stealing their armor. Um, and then uh, Sovin posted this uh, rather incredible. Um, uh, oh, uh, I sent they, they sent an emissary to my wallet. I sent everybody to a new address, court of the forsaken lands dot ETH. Uh, and now a, a riveting legal uh, uh, thriller has sort of started to unfold. Um, with accusations and defense both in full force um, in terms of a community storyline. It is a very, very different thing than what we are used to uh, in Wagdai, but uh, we're, I th we're having a lot of fun with it, I think. Uh, speaking of the community, I, I did want to congratulate uh, everyone here. Uh, we were... Uh, we actually won the NFT of the day, uh, according to crypto Eights. Um, and this is a platform that apparently, uh, gauges, you know, um, NFTs by the amount of, um, Twittering going on in the community. Uh, so, uh, from, from what I looked at it, um, and so it seems that like from our use of Twitter, um, we actually gained this award. Uh, so shout out to everyone in the community all of the all accounts that we have, all of the different accounts uh, for to interact with across the project, um, you know, just uh, shout out to y'all, shout out to the community. It it you know I know we don't seek these types of awards, uh, but it is kind of uh, meaningful to to win them and and to get recognition from outside of the community as well. So I really want to you know just. Thank everybody for their continuing con contri con contributions. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Right on. Um, another big thing that the uh, uh, oh, uh, a quick note. Um, last episode, oh, we I released the uh, first dirge of Wag Die. Um, uh, it reached its goal. Uh, so uh, some ETH was donated to the Conclave and. Uh, uh, John and I will be producing Saga of the Swamp, which shortly. But more importantly, Prince Hamdo, you are here uh, because Young Surf is now out of jail. Uh, <laughs> he's been dropping some like Marvel style sizzle reels and some other teasers for uh, Book of Gore. Do you want to give us a little rundown on what's going on there? Absolutely. Thanks for having me up. Um, 
so for those who don't know, I have been talking about a manga comic book cartoon that has been in the works for months now. Uh, I've mentioned it in a couple of ad hoc spaces back in the day. Uh, and it's a collaborative effort between myself and Surf uh, and Council of Six. Uh, more on that later. Um, and it is a, uh, it's an effort to produce a community created lore that uh, we feel will provide an even more digestible way for newcomers to attach to something within this WAG diverse. Uh, I know a lot of times the old English can be hard to read or the entry point for this uh, project, you know, it's, it's tough because the lore has advanced so far. People don't know where to catch up. And so we were hoping to provide a second avenue of something that is uh, manga or cartoon to make it easier for newcomers to, to get attached to. Um, and there's also the, the concept of, you know, the hero's journey, something that the main storyline doesn't always uh, have the ability to portray, considering it's a community run and community led thing. We're all involved at it, involved in it together. So it's it's uh, it's it's really taken a lot of inspiration from the community LARP, uh, the community LARPers that have done a great job thus far. The Merlins, the Julians, the King Offlings, the Death Dealers, all of those people who have inspired Surf and I to really get behind something big, large scale and try to produce something um, of, of that nature that, you know, ties in some of our characters. So that's really the background. That's like what we hope to achieve with it. Um, and yes, Surf and I kind of dropped a little promo run last week. Um, for those who missed it, there was a collaborative effort between Surf and Merlin. Merlin just thumbs to me down, but then gave me a heart, which is a classic interaction between the two of us. Um, so yeah, the, there was a collaboration between Surf and Merlin last week that involved some characters that'll be featured in the Book of Gore. Um, the cover art was dropped uh, yesterday. For those who did not see it, it features uh, Prince Hamdo and Merlin on the front of that. Um, I'm sure there's rampant speculation as to why there's all this MCU crossover uh, situation going on. And that's where the MCU sizzle reel comes from, which was the video that Surf released. That is essentially a, it's a combination of all the uh, drawings that Surf has done in the style of the Marvel sizzle reel to, to indicate there's a MCU style crossover situation. Um, so that's, that's a lot of context. Uh, just a couple of more points here. The idea behind this is to also create something that we can release episodically, similar to how all the other community libraries have been doing, but with, with the intent to create a backlog so that we're not creating that the community is not waiting on us to create before we drop. We have created enough so that we can drop consistently episodically on days that are expected. We have yet to work out the actual schedule and the medium for those drops. I'm sure it'll be Twitter or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, we have, we've built out a backlog. Like I said, it's been in the works for months. So surf's been furiously drawing. Um, and we're going to, we're going to be able to, to keep the content coming regularly, weekly, bi-weekly, you know, if we can. Um, I just and then, say, mm -hmm. real quick, I'm a huge fucking fan. Like, obviously, I it's I something I've been I personally wanted to do, didn't have time, and I'm glad that you guys have taken up the mantle. I think it's exactly what we need, and I'm I would love to see you know more of these things. Um, I did, I did comics, I also did webtoons. Um, I just one pro tip, man, is you can never have enough backlog. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've like, you know, I, when I was doing webtoons, cause we were releasing like, I think bi-weekly or weekly. And then I was like, Oh shit, now I need to move to bi-weekly. Mm. You end up like, you know, it's 
things happen, right? Um, and, you know, people yeah. get sick or whatever. So the more, the, the bigger backlog you have before you start and then you figure out like, you know, don't to be oh too ambition, be like, oh, we're going to release two a week because we got tons of backlog. Like just keep it consistent, um, keep a nice backlog and keep that padding. It, it'll save you and it makes it easier to, to keep, yeah, just keep, have a consistent release week. And also too, don't be scared to um, break up into like seasons or something. So like, let's say you have a nice backlog and you like, you know, you're going weekly. You After you hit whatever, however long period, you could be like, okay, we're coming to the little, you know, season break. And then that keeps that backlog like, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, also, totally. I'm, I'm glad uh, Surf wasn't convicted on his firearm charges. So shout out, shout out, Surf. Shout out, Surf. He's home. Did you, uh, you shoot uh, King Offling, his lawyer? Um, I think that's right. Oh, yeah, that would be great. We need to we need to connect them. I uh, just wanted to thanks for all that, uh, Wolf. By the way, that's really helpful. This is definitely our first attempt at this, so we're not we're not experts by any means. So any um, advice is definitely uh, we we would need it. Um, we do have, in fact, many volumes planned already. So we're we're, we're rushing to get to the first volume. Uh, and so that we can begin dropping that and then we'll continue, you know, going through the different volumes. And this is a long planned, long, uh, epic scale, large scale, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that I, you know, working through it, um, that it's going to be able to be a long, a story that can be told over a long period of time, hopefully. And, um, but you, you mentioned something, how you wanted to, to do this, but you know, you never got around to it or, or, you know, the, what you mentioned when you first spoke. And that, that brings me to the last point is that I want to invite others in the community who want to bring their characters to life um, and to be featured in this manga. If they would like to, please reach out to me and we can discuss how a character that you have might fit in to the lore that we've created. We've built a framework that's as generic as possible so it doesn't step on the toes of the main storyline. Uh, and with that framework, there's plenty of opportunity for bringing characters to life as long as you know you're not going completely off the rails or whatever but you know we'll discuss it and we'll talk about it and that and that's the whole point right this whole thing started because surf was commissioning uh pieces and and doing pieces of different community characters like the twins and golden eel and i was like yo this is awesome right like uh, people in the community getting their getting their wag dies reimagined in your style well let's start telling stories about them too and so I'd like to extend that invitation to anybody who's interested. Just shoot me a DM or like a friend request. And if you have interest in being uh, penciled into the story at some point, um, more than happy to try to make that work. Uh, that's what, that's the whole point of the MCU crossover, you know, the, let's fucking the, go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Please, go. Get your characters up there. Hunter we, Lens, get your character yeah. bus, get your Kitaro cat yeah. there. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Twins already has a piece commissioned by Surf, and it's it might be one of Surf's best work up there with King Offling and Merlin. Those are some dope pieces of art for all three of y'all. So uh, we've already talked about uh, wanting to bring Twins into it. So I, I need to reach out to Twins to see if he's cool with it. But yeah, your characters are awesome, man. So we, um, yeah, so that that's the drop. Don't want to take up too much time. I know there's a lot to, to cover, but that's where we're at. Oh, and then I was going to talk about the roadmap. So we want to begin releasing uh, a little bit, you know, little drip feeds here and there throughout the rest of Q4, but officially start rolling it out 2023. That's the idea. Um, so yeah, we, you should see more drops from the Book of Gore between now and December. And, and maybe if we rush it out, we'll be able to drop it earlier. But that's the idea. 
uh, we had, we definitely, like I said, want to get a backlog. So I don't want to go out too soon and then run out of, run out of stuff. And then, you know, it just falls off. We don't want that, but yeah, that's the, that's the release schedule. We've, we've got it planned out. I love hearing it. Uh, I love new projects, especially storytelling projects that can involve the community, but Prince, and I got to ask, and you can say no, but uh, can you tell us anything about the story itself? I, I assume you've been writing a bunch of it. Yes, I can tell you a little bit about it. Just a little um, bit. Just, some, just, some, just go wet my appetite. Yeah. Who is Gore? That I can't tell you. Um, I can tell you that it centers around three main characters, uh, or or like let's like the first volume centers around three different types of of factions. Here you've got Prince Hamdo and his kingdom. You've got a prophet named Young Surf, who Josiah is uh, quite familiar with his prophecy. And then you've got um, a villain that was teased last week in the collaboration between Merlin and Surf. Um, so if you do some digging, go through some Fatal Wagdai stuff, try to figure out. I don't really want to I don't really want to spoil this, but uh, there were some hints in the public square about the villain. Um, uh, Merlin did a great job. Um with his piece and surf uh, also did the same scene in his style. And so there's a, there's a twist there. There's a, there's a bit of a revelation. Something's different about Merlin's than there is about surfs. And if you guys could piece it together, it's uh, that, that will be, that's where we're headed with that. And uh, of course, Merlin's featured in it. So, you know, there's a, there's always that plot thread that I do not want to spoil, but I mean, if you guys have all been paying attention, you might see that we're quite adversarial towards one another. So perhaps that will culminate in something. We shall see. It's always struck me as a kind of, you know, romantic tension, but no, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out in the storyline. I can't wait to see more of this. And, uh, and the Wagdai cinematic universe continuing to expand <laughs> with character crossovers. It's, it's been uh, quite luxurious lately. It has you. You both got there before we did, uh, King Offling, Julian, and Merlin. So we had we had thoughts on that. So yeah, it's exciting to see everybody crossing up. And Shen, exactly. I haven't actually gotten the opportunity to re- to watch yours yet. So I'm actually going to drop and I'll catch the rest of this uh, on a vod later. But yeah, I'm going to go watch your uh, King your your content that you dropped before this. Can't appreciate you appreciate you coming up and sharing everything about Book of Gore. And uh, guys, if you're curious and you want to. Uh, uh, see more about it. Under, uh, follow at ham underscore doe underscore eth um, and uh, and Prince uh, and and Young Surf. Uh, you'll uh, you'll you won't regret the content. Yep. Thanks, y'all. By um, the way, uh, Cowboys here. If if you want to invite him to talk about um, you know the Dark Blade space, if he wants to come up, he's more than he's more than uh, more than welcome to request. Um, we're gonna jump into the conclave section because we've only got about you know 10 or so minutes left. Um, but the third conclave reps have been chosen. Uh, Wolf, do you want to go over this a little bit more? The process for this is a reminder to people and uh, and our uh, elected officials, definitely. So, um, I'd like to I, he just left, but I was going to congratulate Prince Hamdo on his um, second term. And uh, Council of Six and myself are the only ones who have been there for all three. And then we are welcoming Julian Tryhard, um, Lost Cowboy, and Tenacity. Uh, he's not officially Julian. Uh, you know, he, he did reach out to me on the back ends and ask, um, since Merlin was in the first term, 
whether or not Merlin stayed in character the whole time. And I told him Merlin never breaks character, but uh, <laughs> he's welcome to, uh, you know, approach, approach things how he wants. And uh, he seems very, you know, all the new members seem very excited to, to be in there and to get in there. And I'm pretty excited myself because I feel like we are getting even more organized um one thing you know we we handed out our first um six conclave bells and uh that if you go there's now a new section funded proposals and what it, we've done is every single proposal that was ever funded it's in a forum and you can pull those up and see the status of those so if there's still things that are being funded such as the map you know the event system the podcast the game um the you know and and things that are ongoing i mean the wagdai art guild and um artist guild you know they were already they, they were given their 0.5 like they're they're pretty much taking care of themselves but they're still providing updates and such and anyways all of that stuff is organized in a really nice neat place and one of the things i did in there as well was i put um you know the, the bell section and listed out the, the first six and um, I think in the future, you know, when we um, drop them, we'll list out the names as well as, you know, why or, or whatnot and put it and keep it there. So it's all in one organized rec place and recorded. But uh, Julian um, was given one, you know, as well as Young Surf, Pandera, Enrique, um, Old King Arthur, Brennan, um, 64, not, you know, Council of Six and uh, and then Cold World, uh, which I almost just called Cold War again. Um, but yeah, so not only is that more organized, but I also went through all of our, every time we have a meeting, when we drop our, um, our discussions that we have in the, with the conclave, I went through and organized all those. So you can see what term it is and what meeting it is. And I also pinned the first one of each term. So you can easily go and start like, you know, at term one, term two, and check out all six of those meetings because each term lasts for six weeks. So six meetings. Um, yeah, it's really excited. Um, there's a, there's an awesome proposal as well um, in, in the conclave, which is a brand book uh, from, from the keepers. They, they put it, put it up themselves, but it involves, um, you know, myself, I'm going to be helping out as well as a however, um, which is Bustin' boy. Um, is doing the design work and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm doing the, the writing and, and providing, you know, some technicals and things like that. But, uh, I, I you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I am excited to see that proposal reach its more final state before it's, um, pushed out, like giving some examples of work and making sure everybody's clear. I know some people were, myself included, were excited right away for like, Hey, let's have a physical book of this thing. But the, the main purpose, obviously, of it is a uh, is to be digital. Obviously, um, as many people are brought up to, I mean, this game's not over, so it can't. You know, we could make a physical book, but it would be you know incomplete. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, if, if if it's kept in digital form and it's in the conclave, which is all this is in the proposal, then you know it can keep being updated and improved upon. But what it does do is it seems you know it's going to provide a way for uh wagdai to be pitched out to others um and the keepers kind of tease that usually they're pretty 
you know, things just happen in Wagdai. We don't get announcements of announcements and uh, we don't get things hyped up. They just happen. And um, but this was one of the little things that kind of leaked to us, like and gave us a deadline as well for this brand book. Um, it seems like they already got some people lined up to, uh, you know, put it out in front of. So um, it's very exciting and uh, I'm excited for the future of it. And I, I also do hope that at some point we do get some kind of a physical book of Wagdai. How's the sentiment looking on that one? I, I saw that Aculus clarified that if the community didn't push it through, they would they would go through with it, but they would secure the funds for from somewhere else. Yeah, the the sentiment. Um, it seems like people are, you know, they, I I see some people that were people that were like divided on it. It was because, you know, when like like the things I brought up is they they saw the physical book talk from people in the comments and I, I think myself included. But I was just like saying, I, I hope one day we could have a physical book. But in, in it, that spiraled that conversation. And so there was people that were confused, like, well, what do you mean we're going to have a physical book and blah, blah. Like, so there was some of that. Um, and I, I feel responsible for causing some of that confusion. And, um, you know, and people being like, well, this thing's not, you know, it's, it's, how can you make a physical book of this yet? The game's not over, blah, blah, like, you know, so, but I think with, so there, you know, just making sure that people are clear on that and the proposal is clear, but the only other thing too, is obviously, um, you know, Bustin' Boy was, in, I think was involved with our merch and, you know, we've seen some design work, but that's, that's a kind of different design. Um, so I think one of the things that's going to help that proposal be ready for final voting. Well, two things. One, right now wouldn't be a good time for any kind of votes because people have stuff staked and we haven't we haven't resolved that. And two, um, I think that showing um, some examples of the work that he can do and bring as a designer would probably be the the final thing to to to, to then put that vote into a place where it can be voted on by the community because. Um, you know, we don't have any, there's no, nobody, there's no history or prior work that's being shown of his or, and, and maybe some examples too, or something, you know, of what this is just really clear up any kind of confusion that I think we were seeing going on in the, the discussions there. Cause people seem excited for it, but they also seem confused, right. Of what it is. And yeah. exactly. if I can uh, speak on it, the, um, if we had had a brand book ready when we did the Gen Con adventure and like even before that, there have been some like, um, I, I want to say pretty big players who don't have time, even with a quick summary and an in-person conversation, uh, you know, uh, with accessible links, with the wiki, all these things, they still don't have time for all these things, you know, and, and we're talking about like really big stuff here. Um, this helps with that tremendously. If, if you know, I've been going around Gen Con floor uh, and talking to Paizo and talking to Goodman Games and talking to different, you know, board game publishers and these kind of people, and I'd had a brand book to share with them at that time, uh, rather than like, you know, the pamphlets that I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd had made the week before, um, I think we would uh, have been able to convey all of Wagdai better. And it's not about you know, recapturing all of the shit that's in the wiki, the storyline and this and that. That's not what this is about. Um, it's it's more like what Wolf has already been doing with the player's handbook, communicating, uh, uh, you know, timelines and trajectories of the project as well as how it mechanically works and giving a grand 
overarching uh, sense of what the project and the world and the and the intellectual property of it is, what this is, and how the community engages with it. That's the that's the mm, juicy meat on the bone that uh, you know brand and IP people always love to look for. Are there people engaged with it in a very legitimate way? Um, so that is is I'm very. I'm I'm a big advocate for the brand book. I want I want to I want a juicy one. I want to put I want I want to see a big one. Um, but I do think uh, you know for brevity's sake and for you know we often have this problem of you know too much content. Um, a, a shorter one is a, a, a nice target as well. Um, so, I, I so do want that juicy book. Just to be a hundred percent even more crystal clear. This isn't the novelization of Wag Die that we were also seeking. Is that right? No, zero, not at all. Completely different thing. Okay, cool. Thanks. But this is something that could, you know, lead to that and lead to other things, right? <laughs> right. Because yeah, you can, you can, the brand book is like um, a, a, a summary of what this world is and it's got logo examples and it's got character examples and you know uh, pictures of the map and that kind of thing that you can take to people and be like this is what you need to know about wagdai before we can begin our, our our relationship our working relationship um and that's really important um it makes it a lot easier to like smooth over the the rough bumps of of those you know business relationships as, as it goes forward I do want to say to um, getting to the next section um, because it still kind of ties into the conclave real quick. So OXG congrats was the winner of the wag bet, which was, you know, we were voting originally. It should have been how many died, you know, um, that would have been a lot easier. I I don't know why I I chose how many survived. I also, I didn't expect there. I knew there was going to be multiple parts, but I, I didn't, yeah, I just didn't think it out right when I said survived, but he, and he, he won it though, um, based on who survived. And, um, even though, so we had two wars and we had that voting section, which by the way, had we voted to kill everybody, then Julian would have won. Um, but on that topic of the wag bets, and we did this through the discord, it was, you know, messy and clunky. It could have been better. Like I said, there was mistakes I made on my part, um, I've always been pushing like we need to have on-chain betting. We blah blah. I didn't even realize I, or I had forgotten that part of OXG's proposal for his game includes that there's going to be a betting system, <laughs> and that's already something that's so that's already something that's been in the works, and that's already part of his his proposal process. Um, and that was another reason why I put together this funded proposal forum was once so we can keep tabs on people we funded especially if we fund people outside of our you know our homies we know xg we know x thriving etc and we keep we, we all keep in communication and king um and prince have been really great about just manually updating things for people on their own plus you know prince the wagdai world pilgrims that wasn't even part of his scope <laughs> and he delivered that as well but um like anyways this proposal thing makes it really easy to keep track of what we funded and to remind ourselves, so we know, like, this game, we already have a really awesome game that's being built by OXG. We can keep tabs on it. We can be reminded of the the, the milestones and stretch marks. So wanted to mention that as as, as we were mentioning him winning the Wagdai bet. Um, did you want to do the second community highlight, King? You wrote this one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this community highlight. Hold on. Uh... Oh, 
Oh, I sorry. I, I forgot that I did. Oh, no. I did write this one. You just added a link. Okay, my bad. Uh, uh, Mahavel9 on Twitter. Renoir. Oh, my God. Posted the dopest art. Uh, uh, Roland Renoir. Um, uh, uh, amazing uh, portrait of his wag die who uh, tragically died in the uh, uh, Battle of the Burning Church. Fantastic, fantastic uh, piece of artwork, and I highly encourage uh, some engagement there. Um, if you, if you can pin it up real quick, I don't have the ability right now. Um, just so people can show it some love because it's a really great piece of artwork. Um, and deserves the praise. Um, and also, I guess just want to uh, uh, welcome, uh, give a give a shout out to a newcomer, Squirtle, uh, popped in the in the Discord this week. So, want to say hi and uh, and welcome in, and hopefully you're having a good time with the rest of us, uh, boys. We got anything else before we uh, get out of here and continue our journeys across the Forsaken Lands? Something feels wrong. We didn't get any live update from the two. It, what are you What's talking happening? about? They dropped the serpent video like ten seconds before, before, before air. Oh, did they? Desire, oh, okay. are the worms crawling into your eyes and feasting upon your brain now? Corpusculous <laughs> creatures. What's going on <laughs> they, here? They did update their uh, OpenSea and uh, Twitter account banner, so now it has the crow and the treaty on it. It's funny because Twins was talking about that just earlier today, and we got the serpent there. But, uh, okay, I was expecting something more juicy. Oh, word. I didn't even notice that. All right, wow, yeah, our OpenSea banner is updated. That's pretty rad. Oh, so cool. Um, I love these little changes. Um, they're, they're meaningless, but, you know, you got to have fun with them. <laughs> they're meaningless, he says. Twins, oh. what's, what's your theory, Twins? Lay it on the Discord. Um, right on. So I guess that's it for the show this week. Uh, Pilgrims, it's been a pleasure chatting with you all. Uh, may you find uh, some peace in these awful forsaken lands. And remember, we are all going to die. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs>